0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Can we ever love to be obedient? You said, uh, or John says in his first epistle, that obeying the commands good God puts on us is not a burdensome thing. And uh, we're looking at this whole relationship between faith and obedience. And love. And what has overcome the world, even our faith, he says. Um, Now, I'm going to talk about victory. Because there are lots of Christians who don't expect to live in victory. And yet, John says here in uh, chapter 5, verse um, verse 4, this is the victory that has overcome the world even our faith. Faith gives you victory over whatever temptations the world puts in front of you. Faith gives you victory over all your desires to please yourself rather than to please God. Faith gives you victory over the selfishness that would stand in the way of expressing love for God and therefore for others. So then he says, who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And you see how in all these scriptures, John is just flying from love to faith, faith to love, love to faith. It's not one or the other. I've often come across people who say, well, you know, I'm a person of love, but I'm not very strong in faith. And others say, well, I'm a, I'm a really strong people in faith. I don't like all this love, a, a talk about love. But actually, if you know the Lord, you will be a person of faith, and you will be a person of love, and these two will be working together in your life. It's not that one will be stronger than the other, because it's this combination that overcomes the world and enables you to express the love that actually is obedience to the commands of Jesus, and therefore shows that you truly love him. So, it's wonderful to me. I I think this letter of John is probably the most challenging of all the books in the Bible, because... Um, it is the death blow to super spirituality. It is the death blow to those who think they're in a glorious relationship with God but are only deceiving themselves because you don't see the outworking of faith and you don't see the outworking of love for others. And so, you know, John has really nailed these people. And clearly, he must have seen a lot of this going on in the church at his time. You know, this is a general letter that would be circulated among all the churches. But uh, you know, as an old man who knew Jesus, he's writing about fifty years, remember, after the resurrection. He's seen it all. He's seen the good, the bad, and the indifferent. And what he's really saying is, this this is what matters. This is where the rubber hits the road. Do you really believe? Do you have the faith that overcomes the world? Do you really love? Because if you really love God, then you will love others. And this is the way you will live your life, denying yourself, taking up your cross, following after Jesus. For in the world, we are like him. Very, very practical. It's very, very practical. And some people think, you know, well, there's nothing much I can do to change the world. But I suppose whoever said, well, we may not be able to change the world, but we can make a difference to one person's life, that is true of this. If every born-again believer in Britain lived this epistle, this nation would be transformed Because it only takes a little of the right leaven to affect the whole lump. Um, What did Wesley say? Give me 100 men whose hearts are on fire with love for God and I will change the world. Or change the nation. I can't remember whether he said the nation or the world. I think he said change this nation. So that's all it would need, 100 men whose hearts were on fire for love for God. Because that's how powerful the love of God is. The truth of the matter is that to some extent we all live in compromise and we know it. That most, most Christians don't live by the standard of God's word but by the standard that they've set for themselves. And they are content if they have fulfilled what they believe is sufficient for them to do. But when you compare the way we live with what the scriptures say, uh, we would be immediately challenged to say, well, do we live as true disciples? I mean, the commission of Jesus to go and make disciples, but when you read what Jesus says about those who are disciples, it really is so challenging. And uh, this whole book is a challenge because John is saying love isn't a sentiment. Your love for God isn't, oh, I feel such love for the Lord. I love him so much. To John, those statements would be virtually meaningless unless they were backed up by positive action in loving other people. And actually, when you're busy loving other people, you don't have time for a sentimental twaddle like that. You You actually are just so so involved in pouring out your life that you know it's not a matter of words, it is a matter of deeds. I'm not saying that it's twaddle to say you love God. To say that you love God within the right context is, is absolutely fine, so long as you are well aware that that sentiment has to be backed up by action. But it's all the super spirituality where people are full of that kind of language but there's no fruit that actually is very dangerous. Dangerous for the person because I think they're living in a lot of deception as to whether they really do love God or not. So it's not a question of us judging others but looking to ourselves. You know, how I think each of us needs to say, well. How far do I really trust God? How far do I really trust in Christ in me to work through me? How much do I really trust in the Holy Spirit to express his life in my life? And then we need to say, well, how real is my love for God? I mean, do I love God by loving others? And, you know, how... How willing am I to express that irrespective of what it might cost me? I think these are some very pertinent questions. And what I've seen in practice, Judy, is that where there is that genuine love for God, people pour their lives out for others and they don't even think of it being costly. I mean, people often come up to me and say, you know, we just want to thank you for the costly way in which you live your life and how you pour out your life for us and for others and so on, so on, so and so And I hear what they're saying, but to me, of course, all the glory goes to God for whatever way that he's used me. But to me, it's not a cost. It's my life, and it's the life I love to live because I love the Lord, and you know i'm not exalting myself in that because that's true of anybody who loves the Lord. You just love to obey him. you love to do what he wants. You use the word compromise" a few moments ago, so this this matter of compromise then. do you think this is the, one of the real challenges that we as Christians have to face? How much are we compromised? When I look back over my life, I can see how by the grace of God, many, many people have been impacted. But what I can never sort of get away from is if I'd been even more obedient, if I'd believed God even more, if I'd yielded myself even more fully than I have, how much more could God have done through my life? Because, you know, I believe there is no limit to what God can do. Through us, Because after all, he said, anyone who believes in me will do the same things as I have done and greater things still. So I know that the only person that has limited God in my life is me. But I know that that is true also of everybody else. And that the more we love God, the more we are yielded to him, the more we are surrendered to his will, to living his word in the power of his spirit, the more God will be able to use us. So it really is down to us. And in verse 6 we read, This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. You see, the Spirit of God will always direct us to the cross, will always direct us to the living water that God came to give us through his Son, Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.